Radio. I'm your host, Ren. With me, as always, Angelo and Austin. Hey, guys, if you haven't yet, go check out our new spinoff. Angelo's hosting it. It's football, no reserves football. Um, it's on the same RSS feed, so if you have push notifications enabled for any streaming platform, you already know about this. And if you've been listening to us for the past couple weeks, you already know about it, so you should have already listened to it. It's gone pretty well. Um, I would say it's it, it definitely got off to a better start than when we first launched this. Oh, um, yeah. Alex is a lot like you had me worried about Alex because for a long time I was saying I was vetoing it because y'all were like laughing at it. But he, he's doing really well. I'm happy to have him on board the team. Um, yeah. So, yeah, go go check that out. How is how do you think it's going since it, it, this is your baby? I mean, I'm. So you got to understand me. I'm very hypercritical, especially of something like I'm the guy in. Right. So I still think there's some things that can be improved. And I think there's some conversations down the line that me and Alex are going to be more heated with. But overall, I think it's going okay. I, I, I really say, like it. I will say that's something I definitely noticed. Like you guys agree way too much. And it's kind of like, I agree with that. But we see, like, we haven't discussed the things we don't agree with. Like, so I think when the rookie, oh my God, when the, when it gets to the off season, funny enough, because Alex, Alex like flat out watches film on college players when they're coming out. Yeah. that's So one of you was telling me about that. Like he's in a fantasy league with like college yeah, where you yeah, draft yeah, high crazy. school players that are coming into college. Yes, so yeah, <laughs> what, exactly. So he he knows very intimately a lot of these players that are coming out into the NFL, and I am more of a well, you know me. I'm more of a look and see what I'm looking at via the stats and analytics. As far well with the NFL, I'm more analytical, but look and see what I'm seeing in front of my eyes via the stats kind of player. And he is, well, this guy doesn't run a curl route very well, so I'm not sure how well that's going to, like, you're going to hear something like that in the offseason of the NFL. And I'm actually really looking forward to that. I've been witness to an argument between them two, and it it will be good. Yeah, it'll be, yeah, it'll be great. Conflict sells. Um, so let's get into the question of the day real quick, and then we'll get into some basketball news. There's really not any news, and then we'll get into our predictions for the Eastern Conference. That'll be this week. Next week will be the end of season one of No Reserves. Um, we're not going anywhere. We're just, in order to catalog everything, we're going to do season by season to make it a little easier on us. But that will end officially after next week's episode airs, and then we will be on to season two. It's weird that we've made it this far. Um, yeah, it is. So the question of the day is one that it, it's really simple. Uh, what do other drivers do on the road that makes you irrationally angry? Mine is not using turn signals, like for anything. Like if I'm at a four-way stop and you are turning to the right and I'm going straight and you do not have your turn signal on and you go and I've been waiting for you to go, I, I get real mad. So. Oh, oh, so that was actually going to be mine, but I want you to imagine this, because where I work 
has, when you're coming out, they have the stop signs. And the street it's on, it's not a four-way stop. So the street just goes. So when you are turning left or right, and you're waiting to see if the car is coming, if the car doesn't turn on its turn signals, you're just sitting there. And you've missed that opportunity. And that, that that's really annoying. Interesting. See, mine's yeah. like an actual reason to get mad. Shut up. Uh, so I'm in Florida, as you all know. And when it is really bad rainstorms, people have this terrible habit of putting their hazards on while they're driving mm-hmm. through the rain. There's no point. Depending on how bad the rain is, you're supposed so, to do that. So let yeah, let me let me let me say this now because here's a fun here's a here's an anecdote for today. So in twenty twenty, when you know, you you remember there was that thing that happened that closed everything? Um mm-hmm. so my license expired in twenty twenty, right? So mm-hmm. when when the BMV here in Indiana we have BMVs, not DMVs, deal with it. Gross. Um, so when the BMV reopened, I went in to get my license renewed, correct? Right. Makes sense. You're supposed to get a minimum of four years, but it's supposed to be like seven or eight years is what you have on your license now. They only renewed my license for two years. Keep in mind, this is 2020. What year are we in now? 2023. Right. So my license expired a year ago. I didn't know that until a couple of days ago. Um, so I had to go get it renewed. Not a big deal, right? Well, you actually have to retake the drive or the written test if it's expired for more than a year. Obviously, I passed. <laughs> I, 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 I did. I was sitting with all the 15-year-olds. It was great. Um, what are you in here for? So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's actually one of the things. Is One of the questions is what should you do in rain-out conditions? And the answer was slow down, put your hazards on. If it doesn't get good enough to drive, pull off to the side of the road. It, they they word it differently, but turning on the hazards is it, that's in the that's in the manual, Austin. Yep, that's not so your your thing to get that mad about. That is not about, a Florida thing. I guarantee it is. Your I, thing I, to not. get mad about is the thing that isn't actually there. When yeah. should you use your turn signal when you're turning at all times? No, no, no. There See? is no, 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 no. You said your mad, your thing to get mad about is some. Why are we arguing about this part? Your thing to get mad about is something to actually be mad about. Our thing to actually be mad about is turning without signaling. You should be mad about that. That doesn't Not, bother me. But but why does someone turning their hazards on bother you? How does it You're impact right. you? Because so in Florida, Austin doesn't like up. signals. I, no, look, I looked it up until 2021, like July of 2021. It was illegal to drive with your hazards on in a downpour. Okay, so what year is it? No, I get it. It's legal. It's still frowned upon because it was illegal. The only time you're supposed to use your hazards in Florida is when you're broken down either in the road or on the side of the road or a funeral procession. That is the only times you should use your hazards in Florida. Not when there are hazardous <laughs> conditions? No. Welcome to Florida. Florida's backwards. Um, so the only news, and if you guys have something else, because there hasn't been anything this week, is we got the first few ratings for players for NBA 2K24. Oh, um, yes. Yes. So I'm just going to fly through them real quick because this always causes drama every year. 
if you are not a fan of video games, you don't really see this unless you're like on X or whatever it's called now and you see players complaining about it. So the highest overall warranted is Nikola Jokic at a 98. Uh, Giannis, That's LeBron, fair. Joel, KD, and Steph are all 96s. Here's my hot take. LeBron shouldn't be that high. Uh, he shouldn't. I don't know. The same reason I don't think Lucas should be as high as he is is the same reason I don't think LeBron should be as high as he is. Well, let's let's get into Luca, uh, Jason Tatum, and Jimmy Butler are ninety-five. So you don't think Luca should be a ninety-five, but you think Jimmy Butler should? In the framing of two K is using attributes, and there are offensive and defensive attributes that that go into that. Yes, How do you say I think Luca is better than Jimmy, but. In the realm of 2K, based on his attributes, Jimmy should be higher than Luca. I strongly disagree. Um, I vehemently disagree, actually. Hold on. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's stupid. That's dumb. L take. Golden L for the week. Um, Austin, do you confirm? I'm stuck on Wemby's rating. Yeah, we're getting to that. Don't worry. So I have not received the Golden L officially. You need a 2-1 to oh, one vote, Ren. There are rules to this thing! So Devin Booker is the sole 94. Oh, no, Kawhi is 94. Um, so Kawhi and Devin Booker are 94. And then Victor Wimbanyama, Vicky boy, Wimby. Highest think... rated rookie at launch of all time, 84 overall. I was about to say, I think that's the highest rookie I've ever seen. So. It's the highest of all time, yeah. So, yeah. Warranted, completely deserved. Austin, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Not warranted, but it's it's hype. I'm just curious, what's the highest rookie Madden has ever done? Oh god, I I have no. I'm idea. about to Google this. Go ahead and Google it. Um, so I, I rules, just want to see how similar. Why you're doing that? Some ground rules. We are not doing like game by game predictions here. So when we're talking about these teams, what we're doing is whether we think they'll be better or worse than last season or stay the same based on changes to the personnel, changes to the coaching staff, whatever it may be. Um, And it's, again, like we were doing with our player positional rankings, it is entirely subjective because obviously, like, for example, when we rank the Spurs, Austin's going to say they're going to stay the same because he is pretty vehemently against. I've used vehemently. Do you think Austin's going to say they're going to stay the same, though? I think so. I'm not confident in that. He he does not believe in Wimby, and Wimby is the focal point of that team. Um, So it's all personal. Personal? Personal? Freaking dead. Personal. Expectations. Um, Sorry, I was reading a text. Um, did you find out the highest rated rookie in Madden? The closest I can find is an 82 overall. That's so that's really low for Madden standards, too. It is. Game has like 999 overalls. It really doesn't. At least not anymore. There's a lot. There's um, also so do you guys want to get into the, the rankings now? Or not the rankings? Sure. The expectations. Um. So, Austin, go ahead and tell me who we're talking about first. All right. First team, let's go with the Charlotte Hornets. 
<laughs> Their record is 27 and 55. Okay, so so what we should first talk about is, I guess, the personnel changes, right? So they lost Dennis Smith Jr., Svi Mikhailuk, and Kelly Oubre. Uh, and then added to the roster will be Miles Bridges. That's he's, he's returning to the Hornets. Amari Bailey as a rookie, Brandon Miller as a rookie, and Nick Smith as a rookie. Um, so <laughs> this is going to be interesting because I think taking Brandon Miller over Scoot Henderson is like we're we were just talking about 2K. It's a 2K storyline, right? So this is going to be a make or break decision for the next decade potentially because scoot henderson was the surefire pick everyone knew that i said it i said that besides women yama scoot henderson is number one they took brandon miller i don't think that's the wrong choice because of on-court personnel however if this blows up in their face it's going to be one of those things that top 10 busts all time youtube videos are going to be talking about um I don't necessarily think that there's enough pieces around LaMelo Ball still. I don't think no, that no way. the issues were addressed. That said, I do think LaMelo will improve a little bit. I do think Brandon Miller improve. is... LaMelo played 36 games this year. Are you assuming LaMelo is going to have a healthy season? Well, I'm not going to assume he's going to be unhealthy. Let's just, like... I'm not going to put that that out there. I'm going just off of the rosters. That's part of how I'm grading this. Okay, Um, that's fair. Miles Bridges, off-court issues aside, he is a great NBA player. He's going to help the team a little bit. I don't know if they're a playoff team. I I actually would say they're not. I think they'll be a fringe play-in team. Um, But I think they'll probably stay around the same. They'll get a little bit better, but it'll be closer to the same than not. Where did they go last year again? Repeat. 27 uh, and 55. Uh, I think they, assuming everyone's healthy, I think they will improve. They'll be a borderline 500 team. That's Ooh. exactly what I was thinking. So what, like, what do you think is going to be the difference maker? Do you think it's Miles Bridges returning to the team? Do you think it's Brandon Miller? It's Brandon Miller. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you are high on Brandon Miller? Full bill of LaMelo Ball Health and Brandon Miller, yes. That'll be a, a yeah. competing for five. I, here's my hot take. Brandon Miller is going to be better than Scoot Henderson. I don't know. I don't know. That's tough. That's my hot I, take. That's my take, and I'm sticking to it. So I don't like comparing rookies until they've got a few seasons under their belt because, like, we've had players, Michael Carter-Williams. Oh, 100%. And then they blow up. Like, This isn't, like, an indictment on Scoot. It's just, that's just how I feel. Austin, do you have anything to add, or do you want to move on to the next? I, I mean, I think the only reason Scoot could be lower than Miller is organizations i know the hornets are pretty bad but maybe with mj out that might make a change but scoot is stuck in portland and we all know portland so uh, i don't think I they're gonna build the... around scoot to allow him to the dumpster fire yeah exactly. there is so there is one player i didn't mention um 
I think that my expectations for the Hornets go up if they're able to retain PJ Washington. That that's a player who's still in limbo right now. Um, there's a few trade rumors with, I think it's the Cavs and the Mavericks with PJ, mm-hmm. but he, he's 24 years old and he's very solid. I, he's not. A he's a very good defender. swing defender, like yeah. five four defender. I mean, he, don't get me wrong; he averaged 17 or 16 points last season. Like that's not terrible. It's and I'm not saying that. I'm just. He also was playing on a horribly depleted roster. Um, I think he does move the needle for me, though, in terms of the Hornets. I think I, I'm kind of starting to think you're not thinking ahead because I have a few teams out of the East that are that are going to tank from where they were last year. <laughs> Maybe, but All right, that's ready for the next team. Yep, go on to the next one. Washington Wizards. Oh, God, you're making me scroll all the way to the bottom. All right, so go ahead and do the... 35 and 47. Down. Down the tube. Hold on, hold on. Down the tube. They're down the tube. Hold on. on. Stop. Let me me talk about the roster moves real quick. (laughs) What roster moves? The, The losses? You're going to talk about the losses? Oh, no, I'm going to talk about all of them. Hold on. I just have to take a <laughs> okay. deep breath. Okay. Okay. So, actually, they have more gained than lost. So, players that are no longer on the Washington Theory, Wizards. maybe. Go on. No, the, the list is bigger. So, out Bradley Beal, Kristaps Porzingis, Taj Gibson, Jordan Goodwin, Jay Huff, and Monte Morris. In, Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole, Patrick Baldwin, Bilal Kulabali. Danilo Gallinari, Mike Muscala, Eugene Omoriui, Omoriui? I don't know how to say that. Ryan Rollins and Landry Shamit. Okay. Sounds like a bunch of cap clear. Top five lottery team. That's my prediction. I top three lottery team. <laughs> That's yeah. Top three lottery team, but. Hey, hey, bet Top three lottery on... team and one of the guards they got is going to be decent. There's my prediction. Bet some money on Kyle Kuzma to set his scoring highs. I, I really don't have anything. I, like, I like Tyus Jones. I like Jordan Poole. Now that he's not a pacer, I like Koulibaly. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, the Wizards are in a transition period because they revamped their entire front office earlier in the year and they went straight into the rebuild. Revamped uh, is a nice way of saying fired. Uh, made some personnel changes. So, yeah, I, th- this one's easy. They're they're going to regress, and I would argue they're probably going to be the worst team in the league. I can't write off maybe i'm not thinking far enough ahead as you like to say i can't immediately think of a team that is worse on paper than the washington wizards <laughs> okay ready for the next one yeah i'm so ready i gotta scroll <laughs> way up now <laughs> all right let's do the miami heat <sighs> what was the record 44 and 38 Okay, so let's NBA hold on before because there is the solid chance they're still going to get damn right. 
Yes. It's not a guarantee. We're, we're going to make the predictions assuming they do not receive Dame. I'm going to okay. say. Okay. Agreed. So they lost Max Struess. They lost Gabe Vincent. They lost Omer Yurt Seven. They lost Cody Zeller. They lost Udonis. Um, and they lost Oladipo. They only added so far Josh Richardson, Thomas Bryant, and Jamie Jacques. Um, this is definitely one that hinges upon Damian Lillard. Uh, if Damian Lillard comes to the team, I do think they're a better team than last year, hands down. They lost a lot of key pieces, though. So I'm I'm going to say so, they're, they're going to be worse. So I'm going to start this by saying, Austin, you were here for the last... It's now eight months, by the way, that we have been on air. What, before the playoffs started, did Ren say was the biggest weakness of the Miami Heat? Um, I don't know. It was bench depth. I'll go with that. So, so, he has now gone from saying their bench is terrible to saying Gabe Vincent, <laughs> Max Struess, <laughs> Uh, our key, our key players to, to miss. No, they were key players to their run for sure. hundred percent. And that said, and... I agree. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they'll be a. They'll, 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 yeah. I'm about to say they'll compete for the play-in. I think as long as Jimmy plays decent. I mean, honestly, looking at this division. Jimmy doesn't finish the season at ninety five and that isn't a hot take. So let's 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 hold on. Let's 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 uh, I wanna highlight that in particular because you just said I called Maxters a key piece, correct? Yes you did. True or false? Were the Heat a play in team? True. True or false. They beat the Bulls by eleven points. True. True or false? In that play-in game, Max Struess scored thirty-one points. <laughs> so yeah, they lost Max Struess. They lost the reason because if Max Struess was playing like Max Struess, they don't win that game. Don't like I'm when I'm saying these players are key pieces. I'm specifically talking about their impacts on the playoff run because <laughs> I am on air record as saying that once they regress to the mean the heat didn't stand a chance and that's what we saw um but who did they replace him with is josh richardson gonna replace max drews thomas bryant at center gonna replace essentially their starting point guard (laughs) as depressing as that is so no um as of right now that this team is worse off because they lost key pieces and they like victor oladipo after the injury he's not the same player but he's Still a decent player in certain situations. And Udonis Haslam was the moral compass of this team. So they will gain a Tyler Hero. They will gain a Tyler Hero, but he they had him for I, I don't want to say the whole season. I think it was a good amount of it though. I, I think it was a good amount because I Yeah, sixty seven games. Yeah. So it's not like they didn't have Hero for the entire season. Well. That's, That's why fair. I think between Jimmy and Hero, there'll be a play. There'll be a play-in team. I think they'll they'll fall. And the like. Oh. That's the thing is, if you trade, if they somehow 
trade for Damian Lillard, right? Like we're hinging that potential, right? I think they're top five seed if they do that. But what do they have to give up? Because if it's Bam, no, they're not. <laughs> if it's Tyler Hero, like sure, Tyler Hero, like the, the Damian Lillard is a better player than Tyler Hero. I'm prefacing with that, but neither of them play defense, and both of them can go out and give you 30. Like, Dame can go out and give you 50, but on average, that's what I'm saying. Like, is I don't know. I I don't think that it moves the needle as much as everyone thinks because they do have to. They can't just magically have Damian Lillard. The Portland Trailblazers have to agree to trade him. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like they magically had Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, and uh, why am I blowing a blank on the third guy? Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin. Yes. I, I'm just saying, like, if the Heat want Damian Lillard, they're probably going to have to give up either Hero or Bam. The Blazers have no interest in Hero because they're already full of guards that are small and don't really play defense. Um, hey, 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 to the Portland Trail, I'll have you know, 6'5 to the Portland Trail Blazers is a starting small forward to them. I'm not going to disagree with you. 6'8's probably a center. Um, so, yeah, I, I have the heat regressing a little bit. I still think they'll be a play-in team, but I, they're, okay, obviously we're all going to say they're regressing, right? Because they're not making the NBA Finals next year if they do something has gone horribly wrong. Oh, it'll be another great year if that happens. Um, so, next team? <laughs> question for you. I'm done talking you. about Butler. Oh, my gosh. I have a question for you. That okay. it does so- shortly involve Butler, okay? Okay, let's go. Okay. You you get... I, I don't even know how to, how to preface this question. You get sent to an alternate universe, and you get a choice. You get sent to a universe where Jimmy Butler won a championship, or you get sent to the universe where Victor is a bust. And you have to talk to me or Austin after that. Which one are you picking? Which one's less painful? That's what I'm asking. So wait, do both of those things happen, and I have to choose which one of you to talk to? No. One of those things happen. So either... So like either I'm ending Wimby's career, or I'm acknowledging jimmy butler won a championship yes i'm acknowledging jimmy butler won a championship because yeah he he could go play for the warriors and get carried sure (laughs) absolutely you didn't preface it saying he was the key piece sure he 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 ring chased absolutely good on him way to go proud of him ren found a way to not answer the question i i would have found a way to answer both of them like oh vic got his kneecaps broken in a botched mugging. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be because y'all were right. It was Dan no. Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Next team, Austin. Orlando Magic, 34 Orlando. and 48. All right, so out for the Magic. Bull Bull. I have a feeling this is going to be a big one. We just talked about Michael Carter-Williams. Uh, Admiral Schofield and Jay Scrub all out in Orlando. Anthony Black, Jet Howard, both rookies, and Jingles. Joe Ingles is in. Um, I don't know. This is one that still makes me mad. You don't want because... to know my prediction. 
the magic created a ton of cap space the agency and then they went and signed joe ingles that said i do like anthony black as a rookie um i think paulo and franz are fantastic pieces i i mean i like cole anthony i like markel fultz i really just like this team and they're all so young i they're going to be better than last year that's and it, just on progression because of how young they are it, it, it's a no-brainer and i think they I, i'm wondering <laughs> If uh, Jonathan Isaac will play a full season, hopefully. Um, and that does add another thing to it, because he missed three years, two years. I don't remember how much he missed. But having him back for a full season, it, it's only up for this team, like, easily. So I have them as the five seed. Ooh. What? I Ooh, have no, 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 no. I like that. I like that. I, I mean, behind... The Bucks, Cavs, Celtics, 76ers. Oh, you really think <laughs> there, there's other teams? There's other teams. There's other teams. <laughs> we'll get into it. Now that you've listed those five teams and I've realized there's other teams, no, that's that the Golden L. Uh, whatever. That's the Golden L. You know what? I'd second run the Golden L. Austin gets it. Already been awarded. Um, it's already been my awarded. Concern, my concern. And why I'm saying that is this is a really, 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 really good-looking young team, but they don't have a lot of shooting, and the game is run by shooters now. That, like, That's why you got jingles. So you, you, you think jingles is going out? <laughs> yeah. So to Austin, Orlando, firm playoff team. Yes, five seed. Okay. Does not mean they go past the first round. As a five seed because of inexperience, right. but they make right. the five seed. You're saying they're this year, they're last year's Cavs. Last year's Knicks. Last year's Knicks. Eh, Knicks same deal, I guess. Last year. What's what's your take, Angela? I say somehow Magic gonna Magic, and they don't actually change anything, but somehow <laughs> Paulo has a better season, and they get and they stay the same somehow. I don't know how they're going to accomplish it, but but it's isn't it so Orlando Magic to accomplish that? So disrespectful to the rest of that team, because <laughs> there are some really good pieces there. Maybe it's the Homer in me. It's Maybe. totally the Homer in you. All right, what's the next team? All right, last team in the Southeast. Does anyone know what it is? Uh, Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> it is the Atlanta Hawks. 41... And 41, the epitome of 500. (laughs) The duality of man will be in this. (laughs) Go ahead, Ren. Let's talk about who they added and who they lost. Um, He, okay. So, gone are John Collins and Aaron Holiday. Um, new pieces for the Atlanta Hawks going into the season. Kobe Bufkin, Muhammad Guye, Seth Lundy, and Patty Mills. Um, <laughs> they run. Okay, so, so what I will say, what I will say, I'll, I'll start with this. The roster is neither better or worse than last season. John Collins, John Collins was not contributing to this team. Like, 13 points a game is whatever, right? I think what is really going to define this team 
is the benefit of having a legitimate head coach for a full season because again we were on the fire you remember fire nate like the fire nate mcmillan bandwagon we were on that for half the season then it finally happened and then the team did perform better having a legitimate head coach for a full season reigning in trey young because the whole nate mcmillan saga kind of set him down a chaotic path where he was more wanting to be a troll than anything if he gets back to his normal form and Sadiq Bay and DeAndre Hunter are better than they were last year, which isn't a huge ask, I could see them being better than last season. I could see them being a lock as a playoff team. Uh, Austin just left. Noise. I, I <laughs> come back. So I could see them being a lock as a playoff team. Um. But you have to remember, I don't, I'm not very high on the East as a whole. I think there's a lot of mediocre teams fighting for those seven and eight spots. Um, yeah, uh, it's, I'm also very high on Sadiq Bay. So go ahead and, and tell me how awful the Heat are going to be. Or the Hawks. The Heat. You know what? I'll give my boy Trey the benefit of the doubt. I think they'll be better. You think Trey will be on the Hawks the whole season? No, I don't. But they'll okay. they'll be better if he is. Sure, dude. And you've got to also remember they. I mean, they cleared up a lot of cap space. So forty-two and forty is better. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There's forty-two and forty. All right, you ready for the next team? Yeah, let's go. We're gonna. You also didn't give his. What? Oh, I didn't. You I didn't. Just did forty-two and forty. I think <laughs> it'll still be a five hundred, if not worse. This organization needs to blow it up for real, for real. But um, do they really? Like, what do you? What is wrong with this team? The organization. No, no, no. Like, legitimately, like Trey Young is. Even like aside from Angelo, Trey Young is a good point guard, right? We will at least say point he's a good point guard. guard. Dejounte is good. So they no, have let good me, pieces. They're just underutilized. Therefore, right, their team will not. Go that's anywhere. why I'm saying a whole season because they were not good under Nate McMillan. A whole season. Um, what was their turnaround before and after Nate? Oh, I don't. Have it was it pretty right drastic, off. actually. It was drastic. Okay. And they have a full I'll look, I'll look that up. That's why I said it'll be better. Because it, ha- it has to be. I didn't realize there was a big difference between yeah. the no, There's a huge no, difference. I, because I commented on it during the episodes. <laughs> I kept yeah. bringing it up because of Angelo. But they've got Trey. They've got DeJounte. They've got Onyeka. They've got... DeJounte uh, is the best point guard on the Hawks. But... Just... I don't understand you. So no, they'll 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 clearly be better team. Yeah, having a coach that will utilize the players in the way that they should be utilized. When you have a coach who will not play to a team's strength, that team is going to struggle. Trey Young is not a defensive player. He will never even be joked about as a solid defensive player. I don't Nate know. I make a lot of jokes. Nate McMillan was a defensive coach trying to force him into that role. It it was it was stupid. 
See, I got a, I got a problem with what you're saying. I just looked at the stats and post Nate McMillan, they were 12 and 11. I feel like it was better than that. It wasn't. I just counted their wins. It was fired February 22nd. So what were they from when? Because there's an interim period. Yeah, there was. So you're, you were just going off of. Nate fired. Right. So, no, it it was better because we had a whole segment. Oh, on it. when was he hired then? When was the new head coach hired? Hold on. I, I can Google this. I can, I can just Y'all do this. There's a much easier way of doing this. Oh, so Quinn was actually negative as a win-loss. Hmm. Granted, there's that learning curve. The Hawks look uh-huh. better regardless. <laughs> there's the Ren answer. <laughs> yeah. I'm still right, even though I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, you are wrong. Because they did look better. They, they were 500. Whatever. Um, they were 500 under Nate. Yeah, but that was like a hard 500. They had a whole... They literally went 14 and 14, 14 and 15, 15 and 15, 16 and 15, 16 and 16, 17. It's literally... They towed 500 since November. Yes, they went 10 and 11 with Quinn Snyder. Those first few games... It's under 500, but those first few games, there's a learning curve. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, Quinn Snyder is a far better coach than Nate McMillan. A full season with him, I think there's some bias there. I okay. think, actually, I think what we were talking about—I I don't know—we we've spent enough time on the Hawks, but I think what we were talking about was Trey Young's performances under Quinn Snyder improve. I think that's what we were talking. About. I think that's what we were talking about. Because we were specifically talking about Trey, but I do think Quinn Snyder, and bias aside, you can call it bias all you want. You can look at stats. Quinn Snyder is a better coach than Nate McMillan. Speaking of stats, by the way, listeners at home, we are going to do a supplemental episode. I don't know. I don't know when it'll come out. It'll be at some. It'll be a bonus episode um, where we talk about advanced statistics. And like we kind of talk our way through them and explain what they are and how they work and that sort of thing. Because two of us, two of the three of us are big proponents of advanced statistics um, and the stories they tell. So listen to that if you're interested in that sort of thing or if you just want to learn about it. Uh, It will not be up by the time you listen to this, but it will be up soon. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, What's the next team? All right. Next team, we are going to... The Boston Celtics, who are 57 and 25. Okay, this is an interesting one. So we'll start with who they lost and who they gained. So Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, Danilo Gallinari, Blake Griffin, and Mike Muscala are all gone. Uh, replacing them, we have Kristaps Porzingis, O'Shea Brissett, uh, Dalino Banton, Jay Scrub, and Jordan Walsh. So this is one... This is a tough one for me because Marcus Smart, hands down, the well, I don't want to say hands down, but best passer on this team, arguably the best perimeter defender on the team. Grant Williams, you can't understate his value to the Celtics. Sounds weird. Um, 
but yeah. It, it's weird, but... It was dirty. So, I said that we wouldn't factor injury potential into this, but Kristaps Porzingis, obviously that is a question. Um, but it does give them a legitimate down-low presence. It does give them someone on both sides of the ball that actually will be a threat. That's what uh, I'm most excited for for this team. But there's a lot... I, I guess for me... There's a lot of players on this team, whether it's Tatum, Brown, Kristaps, whoever. There's a lot of great isolation players, but there's not a really good pace pusher, I guess. There's not someone to get the ball between players, is what I'm saying. So for me, I don't know if I could say they would. they're going to be worse in terms of record, but I do think it's going to be worse as an on-court product, if that makes sense. Because I do think they'll stay relatively the same, because I do think Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are that level of elite. Um, and obviously, Chris Stops, when healthy, is a fantastic player. But Marcus Smart is... I think that's going to be a bigger hit than we're realizing. I, I agree, but I don't. I personally think the Celtics are going to be the one seed in the East. That being said, it is only a one-game difference between them and Milwaukee, at least according to last year's standings. But I, I don't know. I don't think Marcus Smart... I think he's valuable. But I think the addition of a legit big man down low offsets, if not, brings moves the meter a little more in my favor of the Celtics. Uh, I don't know. Like their having... big play's just been abysmal. You have Al Horford. Like Al Horford's great, especially for his age, right? Like he's doing things, but they need something, that someone, something down there. Look, if we're gonna ignore the Kristaps injury potential, we have to ignore the Robert Williams injury potential. Forgot so... Robert Williams is even on that team. I mean, he was injured. <laughs> So I guess at that point, then how I I think you could you have to say if you're being honest here, either they will stay about because they were a top two seed, either they will stay about the same or they're going to drop. That's that's kind of your options. Yeah, and that's what I'm but, saying. I I think that in terms of record, they're going to stay about the same. I see them as a one through three. Um, yeah, but the on court play, I guess the. The the Ren enjoyment factor is going to be less because will be less. Yeah, record will because, be the same. Performance yeah. will be less. Yep, yep, yep. There we go. Do we do we have a, an agreement there? I think so. Okay. Wow. I mean, the Celtics. I mean, they're yeah, it's, it's, they're top tier basketball team. They can't really go anywhere unless yeah, there's like, yeah. Something I think the Bucks the when they come down the line is in the same boat. They're not. They're going to be boring to talk about. Oh, they'll be a little bit better because they got. Middleton and Drew and every, the whole staff will be healthy, but like what? We'll talk about them when we get to them. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next team. Everyone ready? Yeah. All right. Let's go to the other perfectly 500 team, the Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors were 500? Yes. 41 and 41. I'm pretty sure they were a playoff team, if I'm not mistaken. They were a play in, yeah. Play in, yeah. So. The entire Out. Atlantic, sorry, the entire Atlantic division of the East made playoffs. So, players they lost, Fred Van Vliet, Dolano, Banton, and Will Barton, 
they gained Dennis Schroeder, Grady Dick, Jalen McDaniels, and Marquise Noel. Um, okay, so... So, I'm just going to... I introduced something on the NFL episode. I call it the abort button. I am pressing the abort button on the Toronto Raptors. They could totally prove me wrong, but I'm aborting that. They're going down. So it it feels like, and correct me if I'm wrong, because we do all listen or we follow different blogospheres of information. It feels like we've had rumors of the Raptors wanting to blow it up for at least the last season. Do you think this offseason was the start of that? Do you think if they get off to a rough start, we're going to see Pascal moved and just bottoming out? They have to. It feels like that's where it's going. But do you think they're almost in purgatory where they're going? Because Pascal Siakam, he's good enough to get you to 500. Mm -hmm. Do you think they're going to sit in that purgatory and just ride him to 500 every year? Because they do... Fun fact, have technically the largest fan base in basketball because they have all of Canada. Um, so they're going to sell tickets. They're going to get that ad revenue. But at the same time, do you think if they get off to a slow start, they will move Pascal? Because Dennis Schroeder is respectable, but he, he doesn't move the needle. Yeah. Grady Dick, uh, not who I would have picked, but whatever. And they lost Fred Van Vliet. And that is going to hit pretty hard. So I, I see the Raptors. They were disappointing last season. I see them completely bottoming out and being one of those in the runnings for the 101. I don't. I mean, I think it depends on how they play and they tank but don't tank. Like a mouse situation. Um, but I think they should get rid of Siakam for good young talent or picks. And build around your future franchise player in Scotty Barnes. Like great Grady should be a decent, solid role player. If not, you know, maybe a star. Yeah, he's contributing. I, I I don't think he has. I I've been very wrong before. I've been very wrong on this podcast before, but I I wouldn't say he's got. I think this is somehow a forty chess a move. Where where the Raptors are trying to like find players in the middle to later parts of the draft, and then when they tank, they'll have the supporting system there ish for someone to develop into a star. So build the bench, and the stars will come. Well, no, not just build the the stars will come, but like build the support system, and then if you draft the star, then it'll be fine. But you don't think Scotty Barnes is the star? I not by himself. Uh, no. Yeah. Interesting. No. The so the problem is Scotty Barnes, as good as he is, what do what is what is the most important thing you want from a star player? It, it's shot creation or yeah, shot making. Sure. And Scotty Barnes, for everything he is, he's he's not a great shot creator, and. Thus far in his career, we haven't really seen him hit those big-time shots yet. So I don't know what player I would compare it to where they're very, 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 very good. And they're an all-star caliber player, but they're not, like, they're not the one A guy on the championship. Well, Clay Thompson, that's, that's hard to say. Like, 
because we've never really seen him by himself. I don't I think, think we'll ever see him by himself. That's that's why. Right. It's... That's that's why I'm not using him. I'm trying to think of a player, person though, like a one A player, like a player that's an all star, maybe even all NBA talent, but they're not a one A player on a championship team, and that's what Kevin Love. Body... Kevin Love in his prime. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's exactly it. But that's who Scotty Barnes reminds me of. He, he's an elite player. I'm not trying to disrespect him at all, but he, he needs help because he's not a shot creator. I think Ren's just mad because he's a 6'8 point guard who bullied him in the wreck. He's a freaking shooting guard. Shut up. <laughs> you guys got anything else on the Raptors? No. <laughs> All right. Austin? <laughs> I'm here. Okay. There was a there's a nice long drip of sweat running down my forehead after <laughs> you stopped. I was like, oh no 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 no. I, I hit the wrong unmute button, started talking. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> so difficulties. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's fine. If it's the evening, so let's go with the <laughs> New York Knicks. They are were were. forty seven and thirty five. Okay, hold on, because why am I not there? They are. So this is the shortest in out report yet for the evening. Uh, So they lost Obi Toppin and Derrick Rose, and they gained Dante Dante Divincenzo. Here's the thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. I there's a part of me that's like okay they can't repeat that right like I think if they do it again this season you basically have to accept that Julius Randle and Brunson are as good as they were last season like right. they are that yes I I there's still that bit of doubt in my mind like I got to see him do it again before I'm willing oh, I, to say I, I think we'll have similar performances from Randall and Brunson. I think Brunson might even be a little better. Um, for me, for them to improve or even maintain, it's going to, and we've been saying this for a couple of years Barrett. now, it's going to rely on RJ Barrett taking the next step. And he has the potential, yeah. but you don't win an NBA championship with potential. So if he takes the next step, I will gladly be wrong. But as of now, I'm going to say that they're going to fall. I, they have I think, to. They almost I have think, to. I think Bronson and Randall are great. I You can listen to our rankings of the positions to hear me talk about them. I am very high on both Randall and Bronson, but... I am not. The Knicks overperformed last year for what they really should have. And again, this is what I was talking about earlier, where I think the East is... It, it, as the kids say, it's it's kind of mid. Um, but if R.J. Barrett has another jump in him, absolutely. They, they could easily be a five seed. They could probably be a four seed because a big three that is as good as we think that R.J. could be with Randall and Brunson. Yeah, absolutely. It would just be weird calling Brunson, Barrett, and Randall a big three. It it would be. I'm not. I I don't feel good about it. I'm just saying. <laughs> so For big me, three. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. What do you What do you got to say about the big three? Austin as well is going to say. Wait, who's the big three? RJ <laughs> Barrett, Julius Randall, and Jalen Brunson. Oh, you consider them even big? Okay. The mini three. Um, I mean, you know how I feel about Randall. I don't. I don't like Randall. You know, nothing personal. I just, just don't. There's something so about his face. I just don't like. He's just so forgettable. Like I don't think he's good. I okay. Is he forgettable because of his performance, or is he forgettable because the Knicks have been god awful for so long? Both. I don't think it's both. I think that you have to respect Randall's game. I think there it's a vicious cycle in my mind of the Knicks are bad. Julius Randle is bad. The Knicks are worse. <laughs> Julius Randle is even worse. And it just it just goes down the rabbit hole. That's weird. You're weird. I know. You get the second golden L of the night. <laughs> I'm not gonna Fine. second a second golden L. <laughs> I did. I second we- it. You second your own golden L. <laughs> so, like, we are now reviewing the rules of the golden L. So, so I've got the scroll in front of me. So the scroll of truth. If you have two golden L's, you turn one backwards, tilt them both sideways, and it forms a golden W because you've lost so badly you win. Isn't that how you argue? That is exactly oh! how I argue. Look, <laughs> it, if I'm wrong... It doesn't matter because I'm prepared to argue until you're so tired and nothing makes sense anymore. You give up. You mean like I said earlier, you're wrong, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always right. Okay. From a certain point of Anyways, view. Anyways, Knicks uh, are going to go down. They will be... Even though I don't like them, I could see them being a fringe play-in team. Interesting. I think like I, I think they're like I low like ten. I think their floor is a play-in team. I think they're an easy. Uh, no, <laughs> that's the third golden L has been handed out for the night. I don't know about the third golden L. Uh, who's the next team, Austin? Austin's just collecting the golden L's like a candy. You know, I love it. That's me. That was supposed Let's to be me. With another boring team, the Brooklyn Nets. The Knicks were a boring team. Oh God! Down, abort, spam the abort, abort, abort. Do you okay. want to know what their record is? Go ahead. Forty-five and thirty-seven. Abort behind the Knicks. Okay, so let, let's let's do it justice. Let's go through it, but this this team's free falling. So. Players they lost, Joe Harris, Patty Mills, Yuta Watanabe, Edmund Summer, Seth Curry, David Duke Jr., and Raekwon Gray. If you don't know who those last two are, I don't either. Um, players they gained, Dennis Smith Jr., Lonnie Walker, Derek Whitehead, Darius Baisley, Noah Clowney, Jalen Wilson. So they're in freefall, but the most important thing they did this offseason was not trade a player, which was Mikhail Bridges. Um, because there was that rumor that they were trading him to the Portland Trailblazers for 103, which would have been Scoot Henderson, which sounds great on paper, but Mikhail's not exactly an old player, and he's a proven commodity, and this is a team that needs proven commodities. Um, I like Dariq Whitehead. I don't know enough about Noah Clowney. 
but this is a team that barring a superhuman performance from Mikael Bridges, it's bottom five easily. It's free fall. Absolute free fall. For sure. Which I hate for Mikael Bridges because I do like Mikael Bridges as a player. Yeah, he's absolutely one of my favorite players in the league right now. It's going to be nice talking about 25 point per game Mikael Bridges. (laughs) <laughs> the off season <laughs> when we're when we're ranking the players next season yeah. we're going to be trying to argue that because of his points per game he's top three and i'm holding an l because i don't have him in my top three damn straight great job you scored <laughs> a lot on a team that had a top three pick way to go proud of you <laughs> anyway next team that one was fun last team in the atlantic is the philadelphia 76ers Oh, 54 <laughs> and 28. Do they have James Harden? For now. For now. For now. Um, so as of now, hold on. I Did I not type Philadelphia out? Yeah, I did. I just put didn't put them in alphabetical order. So they lost Georges Niang, Jalen McDaniel, Shake Milton. They gained Mo Bamba, Patrick Beverly, Ricky Council, the fourth, and Turquavian Smith, which I love both of their rookies' names. Ricky Council, the fourth, and Turquavian Smith. Those are great names. Um, Ah. That's tough. This is tough. Because we oh. don't know the outcome of James Harden. So I was about to say, are we assuming James Harden stays or goes? So let's let's all assume James Harden is there, just because I think that's the easier one. If that's the case, I do think they regress a little bit, just because James Harden is getting older. Um, but I think that this is such a make-or-break season, because if the 76ers struggle or do fall like I sort of expect them to, I don't imagine a world in which Joel Embiid does not request a trade because it fits his personality. Um, It's his personality. It it fits his personality. He'll request that trade on Twitter or X. Um, But even then, like Harden has been regressing pretty hard in the past few seasons. So uh, I'm going to say they fall. I'm going to say they fall. I, I think there's going to be some chemistry issues regardless because the whole James Harden situation is going to get into the team. Um, I think that the best guard on this team is Tyrese Maxey now, and I think James Harden's going to have a problem with that. I just don't see this team meshing very well. Even though the talent's there, I, just something's off for me. And they also added Patrick Beverly. So, oof. Because I legit do not remember. Was last season the year Harden got traded, or was it the year before? Oh, James Harden. I feel like it was the year before, and then Kyrie and KD left together. So, in 20... I think it was that offseason. So, 2021... He was traded halfway through the season to the 76ers. So 2021-22, which was last season, not the season we're currently in, because the season we're currently in doesn't end until after next week's episode. Um, So last season, he was traded to the 76ers. 
and he played 21 games and he averaged 21 points. Fun fact, that is his average straight up for the 76ers. 2021-2022, James Harden, 21 points. 2022-2023, James Harden, 21 points. Not 21.1, not 21.8, 21.0, both seasons. He's a certified 21. Um, but his field goal percentage did go up, so I'll give it to him. I'm just, there's, he's regressing. No, I think sure the locker room, between between the locker room, father time, and all of that, I get it. Yeah. But I I don't, I see them being like a four seed. So that's the problem I'm running into is in my head, I'm saying they're going to fall. But as I'm looking at the East, yeah, who are they going to fall past? So the Cavs, maybe again, it's, it's a, yeah, that's a good one, but it's, yeah, that's what I'm running into is the players or the performance I think will regress. I just don't know how much it's going to impact seating. This is harder than I thought it was going to be because in, when I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're going to fall because age, chemistry, whatever. And then I'm like, who are they going to fall past? Because, again, the East is kind of mid. I feel like this East was just a very fake season. Like, the yeah. Nets did not belong to be there. The Knicks, to me, be- deserve to be lower. Right? Okay, so um, a lot of the... I'm going to reference football for a second. So a lot of the people, when they predict football, there is on average two teams that fall out consistently every year. What mm-hmm. two teams from the East do you think are falling out of the playoffs? Nets for sure. That's for sure. I think Nets and Bulls. I think if the Heat don't get Lillard, it will be Nets and Heat. Okay. You gotta okay, well one we're the Heat got there on a fluke to begin with. You can say whatever you want, but in a a one of one elimination game, they needed Max Drews to score thirty one to win that game. So regardless of how they performed after it, they should not have been in the playoffs to begin with. So I'm going to say that the Nets and the Heat. The Nets are a give me. If you don't, if you think the Nets are in the playoffs next season, you probably should just go listen to the football podcast and just. <laughs> for, oh, dang. I would love to be wrong because that would be Mikhail Bridges MVP season of all time. <laughs> but it was cold. Dropping 40, 10 and 10. It was cold. All right. Defensive player of the year. Yeah, let's go. All right. We are only two thirds of the way through this. I know. We are we are dragging. Well, I don't know if we're dragging or just technical difficulties. By the way, viewer technical difficulties. We've had a lot of technical difficulties tonight. Technical (laughs) difficulties. So the next team we're gonna talk about is the Milwaukee Bucks. I think it's boring. Go ahead with the, the ads and drops. Really do they have any ads or drops? They do. What was their record? 58-24. and 24, One game ahead of the Celtics. So, they lost Javon Carter, Goran Dragic, Jingles, 
Myers Leonard and Wesley Matthews. They added Malik Beasley, Andre Jackson, Chris Livingston, and Robin Lopez. Honestly, every time I see Robin Lopez's name, I'm shocked he's still in the league. Um, he wasn't until like he was, was a free agent. Oh, oh um, <laughs> I, I guess stay the same. I, they fired Coach Bud and replaced him with Adrian Griffin. I think that's going to be the only thing that might cause them to regress is having mm-hmm. a coach that doesn't really have. Uh, a lot of experience. Um, yeah, you, you've got Giannis Antetokounmpo. You're not really going to fall off unless he gets hurt. So, same. They're staying the same. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, I thought the Celtics were going to um, take them over. But after hearing that they didn't lose any of their core and they added, like, Beasley, who I personally like. I think a little more than most yeah, people. Yeah, and he was added on a, uh, I think, a minimum contract, too, so. Yeah, like, that's a great deal for Beasley. So, yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you. I think the Bucks do take the one again this year. Whether they actually make it to the finals, we'll get to later. That comes later. That comes later, indeed. All right. Let's go with the Detroit Pistons. The seventeen and sixty-five. Do we have to? Yes. So you know mine. So they lost Tamadou Diallo, R.J. Hampton, Corey Joseph, Eugene Omoruyi. They gained Joe Harris, Monte Morris, Marcus Sasser, Asar Thompson, Malcolm Kazalon. So I think the Asar Thompson fit is perfect. Uh, this, you remember earlier when we were talking about the Orlando Magic and having a ton of cap space and then taking jingles? Yeah. So that's kind of the same thing here where the Pistons had a ton of cap space and they used it to take Joe Harris and Monte Morris. Like, I love Cade Cunningham. I love Jaden Ivey. I love Jalen Duran. Um... But did they really make a huge leap this offseason? Yeah, they'll probably be better. I just, I don't know how much better. Yeah, they're going to be better. I think Cade's going to take us another step up. And, I mean, it's kind of hard to be worse than they were last year. So, yeah, no, I think they take a step up. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was Cade hurt last year? Yes. Yes. He played 12 games last season. He played 64 the year before. So this is my argument that I've always had against the tall point guard thing. Like, you're asking players to physically play like a smaller player, and it, it always ends up with them getting hurt in some way. What Name a tall point guard that has not had injury issues in their career. Like, like Magic Johnson, but that I was, was a completely different. Say, like, Magic Johnson, <laughs> much slower pace. You you didn't have them crossing people up and driving to the rim at the same level of athleticism that we see today. So, I mean, I kind of count Luca. Luca doesn't play necessarily a fast game, though. 
Yeah. And I would argue that Luca is a point forward that they just kind of play at the one. <laughs> like, and there's a complete physical difference. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. Because, like, when you look at these tall point guards. Scotty Barnes? They, they, that's, they're not built like Luca and LeBron. They're not. Enough. They're built like six foot eight point guards. They're skinny and. <laughs> then we're shocked that they get hurt. So that said, I'm not factoring injury potential into it. I do think they're a better team. Are they a playoff team? Probably not yet. I think they, I wouldn't be surprised to see them flirt with the play-in. Will they be in it? Maybe, but definitely better than last year. I think just having Kate back alone will get you more than 17 wins. Because I don't personally know how many of those came when Cade was actually playing. <laughs> Let's see. Not many. One, two, maybe two or three games. So yeah, they were just bad. Okay. All right, who's next? Next team, we have the... Chicago Bulls. They are 40 and 42, so just under 500. So they lost Patrick Beverly, Javante Green, and Derek Jones Jr. They gained Javon Carter, Torrey Craig, and Julian Phillips. I didn't know they actually gained, or I didn't know they signed Javon Carter and Torrey Craig. That arguably was their biggest needs. Yeah. Obviously, those are not like great NBA players, but they fit the role that's needed for the team. Um, so I think they're going to stay the same, but that's depressing because I feel like this team is one that the direction that we're heading here is that there isn't a high ceiling. Like they're gonna no. hit the roof. They're they're not going all the way through. And I think the they've already has, hit the roof. That's what I'm saying. Like I think that this is this team's best shot, right? Like this is where they are. They're a bottom of the barrel playoff team playing. They might make it, they might not. I just don't know what they do at this point in terms of the future. Do you keep Levine and trade everyone else? Do you just blow everything up and start over? I think because I I think they're going to be around a 500 team again. I'm going to pull from the NFL podcast abort. <laughs> He's spamming the abort button. Yep. It is worth noting that in a perfect world, I know we're not factoring in injuries. This team would be a playoff team with Lonzo Ball. Yeah, whether Lonzo actually ever plays again is to be seen. I, I he should be on the list of out because it is sounding more and more like he's never going to step on a court again, which is just yeah. sad. That's sad. Um, I feel like he was just starting to like come into yeah his it, prime for what you can call his prime. But uh, not to. Bring this up, but how tall is Lonzo Ball? You be quiet. 
Um, he's six six. It's not super huge. It's huge for a point guard. So, because you're not six foot. <laughs> I'm not six foot. Like, in in yeah. the game, like you're six foot. So you know what I meant. I was gonna say I'm. In the I'm game, the tallest one. What? Here. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. Aren't um, you as tall as me? I'm six three. Oh. Huh. Anyways. So, yeah, this is a dead-end road, and they need to do something. Otherwise, they're just going to run on the treadmill of mediocrity, which they've been doing it for a while now, so I guess they're comfortable. That leads me straight into our next team, the Indiana Pacers. Okay. Ah! <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Give me the record. 35 and 47. Okay, so... Lost yes, more defense. No, 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 no. This is this is realistic. So lost Chris Duarte, O'Shea Brissett, and Kendall Brown. Gained Bruce Brown, Ben Shepard, Obi Toppin, and Jarris Walker. So I think the biggest gain is again we're we're factoring in how we're not factoring injury into this, right? So we already talked about during the point guards episode Tyrese Halliburton's impact on the court versus off the court. So just having him healthy, that alone makes the Pacers probably a playoff team. I was I was trying to get a direct idea for where they were going to be. Um, Jarris Walker, perfect player to pair alongside Miles Turner. Bruce Brown, obviously, we we know how good Bruce Brown is, and Obi Toppin is one that's interesting for me because. In the spurts where he was allowed to actually play in New York, he was very, very good. And playing with someone like Tyrese Halliburton, who we have discussed being top three playmakers in the NBA right now, mm-hmm. it, it does, it, it bodes well for the future of Indiana. I'm not going to say that they're a lock for a playoff team, but I do think that this year, just with a healthy Tyrese Halliburton, is going to be an improvement, and I would say a significant improvement, just on that. See, I disagree. I think that they are a playoff team. I think they're a 6-7, personally. I think they could be French. I, yeah, they, ha- they have to do better than last season. They literally gave up for the end of the season to get to where the, they have to be better next season. Yeah, Yeah, and like I said, Halliburton alone... Like, we know how good he is. Like, yeah. him by himself gets them to that French playoff team. It's what else has the team done. And I do think, like I said, I Bruce Brown, we know how good he is. And Obi Toppin, I think that Tyrese will be able to unlock his potential. I love Obi. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's it's stupid that New York didn't want to utilize him. And, I mean, Mathurin's still really young, too. Yeah. So, I, I think this is an easy gain. It's just, I again, we're not basing it off health, but I think health mm-hmm. plays a huge factor because Tyrese, Miles Turner, uh, not exactly had the healthiest seasons, but yeah, I, I'm as a Pacers fan, I'm optimistic about next season. Obviously, don't have us in the contenders conversation, but <laughs> it, it'll be a fun season as a Pacer fan, is what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Last team, everyone. 
Woo! The first round bounce. Cleveland Cavaliers. Up. Wheels up. Um, let's go ahead and talk through their records. 51 and 31. Okay, so... Uh, they lost Robin Lopez. They lost Seti Osman, which... That one hurts, because I thought Seti Osman was a lifer. Um, Lamar Stevens, Dylan Windler... Danny Green, and then they gained Max Struess, Georges Niang, Ty Jerome, Imoni Bates, and Damian Jones. So, I have a stat, actually, for you guys that it when I was researching for this episode, I was shocked by. They were better defensively than you thought they were? No, 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 no. So, where did Cleveland finish in standings? In the the four seed. In the four seed, right. So, is it shocking that they were number 24 in the NBA in three-pointers? Yeah. It was absolutely shocking to me. So, this season they really did address that because Max Drews and Georges Niang are great three-pointers. Or not great, but good three-point shooters. Um, Ty Jerome, solid. Um the team will only they'll, they'll go as Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, and Evan Mobley and Jared Allen take them. But having shooters around them to kind of take the load off because yes, Donovan Mitchell, he's a great shot creator, but to have a three point sh- three point threat, it, it will only help him in terms of getting his own looks. Because, yeah, that seventh worst three-point shooting team. That's insane to me, because I wouldn't have expected that just with Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland. Like, you got anything to add? We're just waiting for you to finish, man. What if Max Struess has, like, another 30-point game? In a playoff game. Uh, you'd be building a statue of him in Cleveland, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you say if they were going up and down, Ren, or you were just talking about three points? So oh, maybe. yeah. So, I, I have, have to go them, up. I have them okay. going up. Okay. So, you have them above the... So, the, the three seed? Yes. Okay. So, we're looking... At, at Milwaukee, Bucks, Boston, Boston, yeah, Milwaukee, Boston, Cleveland. Okay, who's your four? I, I could Philly. see that. I, I I'd say Philly. Okay, that's that's about as far as I'm willing to let Philadelphia fall. <laughs> Going back to our conversation like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Okay. And then the Magic at six. Oh my God. <laughs> They're coming for you, Angela. No, no, I mean you're scared of the Knicks, but you know it's okay. Do you all have anything to say on the Cavs? I'm... Sorry, I forgot we were talking about the Cavs. I mean, what, what do I have to say that I haven't already said before? Wheels up for the Cavs. Yeah, like agreed. I think there are three. In... Not factoring health, the two. I mean, they've been that. a healthy team overall. So. I mean, like Boston. Oh yeah. Like, if not, this is not part of my predictions, but 
if Porzingis goes down, Brown or Tatum goes down, I think Cleveland takes the two seed. I can see it. I can see it too. It's not crazy. I like the fact that I'm a homer for saying the Pacers might be a play-in team, maybe a lower playoff team. But this guy over here is like, oh, yeah, the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to be number two. Because the Cavs are good. Shut up. Shut yes, up. exactly. Because the Cavs are good. The Their three is the only person I can't tell you who it is. Baxter's. Seriously? Baxter's. I wasn't sure if he was going to be a starter or not. Like, I don't know the threes of Cleveland. I, I only know how. Unless you want to say it's uh, a Coro. I would no, say it's Mac a Coro. I would <laughs> say if you've got Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, you need all the defense you can get on that floor. <laughs> and you have a Coro, Mobley, and Jared Allen just sweating all over the place. I remember <laughs> what we learned in our point guard thing. Darius Garland was not as bad defensively. He's as not well. as bad as we think, but we also, again, once we do the advanced metrics breakdown, uh, we also know that he played on a floor with Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, and Isaac Kokoro. Funnels. But, Go Cavs, uh, baby. Who's, who's next? That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's 15. Oh, That's the list. That's the list. So there's our, there's our list. Hey, guys, follow us on socials. Austin sucks, but we will post on them. It's at no reserves on all platforms. Uh, also, follow us on whatever your social media, or not your social media, whatever your podcasting platform is. We are on all of them. Hit the notification button so you know when the football podcast is dropping, because most of you at this point know Sunday we release this episode. If you're listening to us now, you know that. What you don't know is that Tuesdays and sometimes Thursdays, we release football content now. Yeah, I'm not do. there. I'm not. No, you're not. You don't have to listen to me. You only have to listen to Angelo and a new guy that y'all, if you've not been over there yet, have not heard named Alex. Great. Check it out. Um, besides that, what do you guys have to talk about tonight? Is there anything? I got nothing. I'm excited for the new season. I am too. I'm really, I can't wait for training camps to open so we can have some more drama like last year with Christian Wood. Who like, do you think the next player to request a trade is? Next player to request a trade, like important that is player. A really question. Yeah, Joel Embiid. No way. Yeah, no I way. don't. So I don't foresee or Trey Young, maybe Trey. <laughs> that would be a great, great conversation if it was Trey Young. <laughs> um, it would be a conversation. That's for I... sure. You're saying I mean, James Harden? I'm thinking. I was oh. gonna say James Harden, then like he's I'm basically already, already done Harden. that. Yeah. Exactly. Let me get there on my own. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't think of anyone else that's been like frustrated lately. Spicy P, maybe? <sighs> no, because so like the Raptors were considering trading him. And they fielded offers, but the reason no team accepted it is because it's a one-year rental. And the mm -hmm. consensus amongst NBA GMs was that he was going to play that year and then re-sign with Toronto. So it seems like he's actually, like, all in for Toronto. Um, Why? I 
I mean, maybe he just loves the city. Some people like their teams. That's something we should celebrate. Unless you're Dame, and then Ren will flip on you in the drop of a hat. Yep, in the drop of the hat. Absolutely. Dude, okay. You have to understand, it's not that he requested a trade. It's that he released a song about how loyal he is and how dedicated he is to the Portland Trailblazers. And then a week later, he requested a trade. Like, don't front, right? That's my problem with it, is he was acting like he was this better than everyone else because he was loyal. And then he requested a trade the week after. better than a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, that's irrelevant. I can think of four point guards that are better, though. Mm, no, stop it. If you don't know what Ren's talking about, go watch the point listen. guard ratings. It it's bad. Listen, it's, listen. It's not bad. It's bad. It, it's not bad. It's almost as bad as me putting Anthony Edwards at seven. It's it's not bad because our our listeners are intelligent. They're intellectuals. They understand what I'm saying when I say it's great that he scored as much as he did, but did it matter? The answer is no. I just hope Brent keeps the same energy. I know. I think that's the favorite. My favorite thing about when we do these pods is we can always go back and have voice audio evidence of Brent moving goalposts. Uh, it's yeah. not moving goalposts. Just spitting facts. Spitting facts. I was wondering what you were going <laughs> to... I was waiting for it. I was thinking about it. It came to me eventually. You guys got anything else? No. No, I don't think so. All right. Hey, next week, season finale, uh, we are going to have popcorn and stuff. Popcorn and pasta. I... Nothing? That that that's a whole bonus episode conversation. <laughs> um, so yeah, we will see you all next week on Sunday. We will have a supplementary episode up at some point. I'm not gonna promise that this week because I don't know. Probably not. Um, but that'll be on advanced statistics. So if you are interested in that, whether as you're just into stats, you're a nerd like we are, or if you just want to learn about them, like pop in for that besides that join angelo on tuesday and thursday yep. that was a that was a question mark angelo oh uh, alex has some complications so we might not do the thursday but we would definitely do the tuesday okay so join angelo and alex over on no reserves football on tuesday um keep and an austin eye out for maybe thursday we'll see austin will make appearances eventually yeah, Ren might make an appearance eventually. I don't know. That would be fun. Um, that would be interesting. It it would mostly be as a moderator. I like I like football well enough, but I don't follow it at all. You're gonna argue with Alex. That will happen. That will yeah. happen at some point. No. So fun fact: Alex and I, so far at least, fairly agree. So, at least on the stuff that I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but I. I I just want y'all to go check that out. You will like it. Speaking as someone that does not really like football, I I enjoy it well enough. Like, here's the thing: is if football, like, if you could just show me the YouTube video of every play, 
absolutely i'm all in my problem is the standing around yelling at each other while the clock moves <laughs> that's <laughs> because there, there was a study and it's like of a three-hour game 11 minutes are actually spent playing the game i don't have the attention span for that so if you were only showing me the plays, I think f- football is probably one of the best sports in the world. Easily. But it's the standing around I, I can't do. So speaking as someone that has that experience with football, I'm not the biggest fan of it. I have enjoyed the first three episodes of the football podcast. So you will probably like it if you even kind of like football. That's all I'm saying. Check it out. Um, And then, yeah, just follow us here we will see you all on sunday you will hear from angelo before that though have a great night week peace